0: Welcome to another live edition here on the Rock Pile. Another special guest tonight continues with the legends. Tonight I'll have coach Jerry Fiorini on with me in just a little bit. We were having some technical difficulties so coach is gonna be dialing in on his cell phone so he'll be on with me in just a moment. I wanna make sure I give a special shout out tonight to some special um, guests that I had. Uh, I wanna make sure I thank Senator Joe Griffel for sponsoring tonight's broadcast. I wanna make sure I thank the Ryan Brothers down in North Carolina uh, for helping out tonight. And I also want to make sure I thank Tony Levadotti for helping me uh, with tonight's show. And as I do every week on the Rockpaw, I want to make sure I thank the Sports Hall of Fame. I want to give a special shout out to Dave Spragler for helping me out with all the legends here that I've had on the past two months. Um, You can catch them on Facebook at the Rome Sports Hall of Fame and Museum. They're located at 5790 Rome New London Road right here in Rome. They can be reached at 315-339-9038. They do have a Venmo account at the Rome Sports Hall of Fame. And they do have a GoFundMe page. And you can email any questions, inquiries you have to Dave Sprague at S-B-A-R-A-D-A-V at AOL.com. So, again, I want to make sure I give a special shout to Senator Joe Griffo, the Ryan Brothers, Marty and Joey, uh, Kevin and uh, Brendan for helping sponsor tonight's show, and also a special thanks to Tony Levidotti, uh for sponsoring Coach Fiorini here um, on the broadcast. I just want to make sure I give a reminder, next week's show with Kelly Hoke, I'm going to have to postpone it. When I scheduled all of these shows, I didn't know if we were going on vacation, but my wife and kids, we are going to be heading to Ocean City, Maryland next week. So next week, there will be no rock pile, um, I'll schedule Kelly for the end of April, so it fits her schedule. So the next broadcast after tonight will be Coach Tony Abone. Uh, he'll join me on April 14th, and followed by on April 21st, I'll talk to Coach Dennis Kibitzki, and then we'll end the month of April with uh, with Kelly Hoke. So Coach was having some problems. I'm hoping we'll have Coach on here in just a moment. Um, he's just trying to, uh, to get back on here. Uh, I am going to be doing the Mohawk Valley Sports Watch on Saturday morning. Um, that's right on WKAL 1450 and the new 103.3 FM. Um, and I'll be talking to Colgate, uh, men's basketball coach, Matt Langle, And I'll also be talking to coach Dave Pasiak, um, the new Linden um, College coach right out in Vermont. Coach has done a fantastic job and has always been kind enough to come on our Saturday morning show to talk sports. So we will break down the the final four. Gonzaga, UCLA saturday and they will get the winner of houston and baylor should be two really good games um, in college basketball so the rock pile of the month of may i'll have to give some dates out i'm not sure what dates yet um, i'm going to be speaking to the wktv crew um, i'll be speaking to katrina smith i'll be speaking to spence um, jason Paula, steve mcburry uh, they'll all be coming jill real too um, they'll all be coming on with me for the month of may um, and then I'll have some other special guests. Scott Petoniak is going to be a guest on here with me. Um, I'll reach out to Scott. We'll lock up a date, and uh, we'll have him on here as well. So just waiting on Coach here. Hopefully he uh, he gets it going. I had to, had to time him out here a little bit ago. I was on working with him to try to get him on here. So hopefully he'll be on with me in just a moment. If you're listening to me on YouTube, just hit that subscribe button and never miss any of the Rock Pile shows. I also have been playing back some of the Mohawk Valley Sports Watch interviews from Saturday morning, so I've been posting those up. Um, Share it, like the page. Um, You can also follow me on Facebook. You can follow me at The Rock Pile Show on Twitter. If you have any questions for any of the guests on The Rock Pile, all you have to do is put your questions or comments in Facebook. You can also put your comments um, in YouTube, and I'll try to pull as many comments and questions over as I can um, for the coaches to come on. So again, next week, if you're just tuning in, I will not have the Rock Pile next week. we will schedule to talk to Kelly Hoke. I'll have to postpone Kelly. My wife and kids and I, we're going to be on vacation next week. Again, when I did the scheduling of the Rock Pile, I didn't know if we were going anywhere. So uh, I have to move Kelly to the end of April. So I'll talk to Coach Tony Abone. I'll call, talk to Coach Dennis Gabitsky, Um, And that'll wrap up the month of April. And then we'll go with the WKTV crew in May. And then we'll bring on Scott Petoniak. Uh, and more uh, in the month of May and the month of June. So just waiting on Coach. If you do have any questions or comments and you're out there listening right now live, uh, just put some of those comments in there for me and I will do the best I can to to bring some of those questions over. Going to talk to Coach tonight about a lot of different things. Um, As I do every week, I always learn something about the coaches. Coach was a four-sport athlete, uh, baseball, basketball, football, and volleyball. Uh, Played semi-pro ball, uh, I'm going to talk to him about his early years as, as he coached the Rome Moose and also a longtime coach of the Rome Indians. He uh, was also an assistant coach for Smith Post. And then we'll get into his long 19 year career as the head coach at Rome Catholic for baseball. And also, we'll get into some of his time over at New York Mills. How did Coach get over to New York Mills? We'll ask him that story. And then he spent 20 years as the defensive coordinator for Rome Catholic. Um, He spent 18 of those 20 years with with Coach Dennis Gabitsky. so we'll talk to Coach about that. And then we'll also talk to Coach. He was inducted right here into the Rome Sports Hall of Fame in 2008. Uh, So we'll talk to him about the Rome Sports Hall of Fame and what that means um, to him as well. So, again, if if you're just tuning in, hang tight. I'm just uh, trying to get Coach on with me right now. Let me see if I can grab him on. Just give them a quick call. Welcome back, everybody. Sorry about that. We got Coach on here. So let me uh let me pull him on screen here. And if you got any questions for coach, you can ask the questions. Let me unmute you. Coach, we finally did it. What happened? <laughs> I don't know. I guess you can blame <laughs> me for it. I'll take responsibility for it. No, no,
1: no. It's fine. That's fine.
0: I'm uh I'm not sure what happened, to be honest with you, but either am I. Because but I'm we glad got,
1: to, we got this one right away, no problem. Okay, well, good. I can hear you
0: loud and clear, and uh, hopefully you can hear me okay.
1: okay. Well, glad to be with you, my guy.
0: Glad no, I appreciate you. it. It's good to have you on. And, uh, you know, Coach, I, I keep saying every week I learn something different about all the coaches. And when I was going through some info on you, I you were a volleyball player back in the high school? Don't go
1: there. Don't coach, <laughs> come on. Yeah, I had baseball, I mean, basketball, football, and volleyball.
0: Yes. There's a great That's- sport. It's That's an sport. interesting combination. I saw that. I said, my goodness, all these times we used to make fun and joke with everybody here. Coach played volleyball. I make fun of him now. <laughs> <laughs> that was a great sport. I enjoyed it. So, Coach, I also didn't know, too, your earlier years, though. I didn't know you coached Rome Moose. Obviously, I knew you coached uh, the Rome Indians here locally. But yeah. how did you get involved in coaching? Where did it come from?
1: It came from my son, really, um, when he was a young kid. I wanted to get involved with him at baseball and stuff, little league and stuff like that. So we started little league. That's where I started. Basically I started right in the league when he was eight or nine years old. We went the, the whole route farm league. Then uh, I got a team. What we did though, was I got a Galliano team and I had all these young kids playing farm league with me. So as a coach and it was a smart coach, I set it up where all my kids would come with me. So we had a draft that one time in a, quick story we had um, we always worked on penny field and we rocky belt um balzana was my coach with me and he could throw a, a baseball really high so what we did all the kids that rocky would throw a ball in the air if they caught it we put them aside and we, we named them in the, in the draft so we had one kid no one knew who he was little kid and Rocky threw a ball to him, and the kid was outstanding for an eight-year-old. So I asked him his name. He said, um, Matastelli. I said, really? He said, yes. And I said, wouldn't you come here? He said, I just moved down to East Rome. Emo. So I said to him, all right, listen, we're having the draft. Don't go to tryouts. Because <laughs> 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 we know this guy, a, he's a sleeper. So we go into the draft. And we're drafting all the kids that we, I had on that, on that team, I had, um, I remember Paulie Trifrackle, Dave Campbell, Robbie Damore, a whole bunch of young, good baseball players, And my son, Jerry, and all of a sudden last the last round we draw. And I said, "Ima Mattastelli. And they says, who's that? I said, he signed up. He was an outstanding ball player. Not only through little league, High school baseball. In fact, he ended up playing for the University of Rochester for four years. So that was my sneaker for, for Little League.
0: And, and I Coach, got my, what, what was your what best I, sport? What was your best sport out of out of baseball, basketball, football, and volleyball? What was the best one for you? <laughs> you had to put volleyball in it again. Right? I, yeah, because you're <laughs> going to tell me volleyball was your best sport. What no were you the best at?
1: I was just a good I – mean, not a, I'm a decent ball player all the way around. Um, I like football. I love football. I played – in fact, I played more football than I did baseball and when, when I was growing up. I, um, I played some at RFA, obviously, but then I went into um, semi-pro football. The Frankfurt Falcons had a, a team down there, so I played with them for a couple of years. And then uh, interesting thing was that the Syracuse Stormers had a um, – they just started up a football team, Midwest team. we as a mi- Midwest league. So I went down and tried out, and um, the coach – was Steve Owens? He's the um, was the football coach in New York Giants. He's in the Hall of Fame, and I played for him for one year. Wow! And it was great. He was he was awesome. I mean, miserable. He was miserable. Like every coach, he's miserable. <laughs> but uh, but um, he taught me quite a bit, and he was very stickler for everything he did. But the interesting part about that one was I want to tell a story about we're playing. We play at at MacArthur Stadium in um, Syracuse. And we were supposed to play Cleveland and they got snowed out, they had a huge snowstorm. And we're in the locker room in um, Syracuse. And a reporter came up to me, and we started talking. And I introduced myself to him, and that's the first time that I've met Carl Lallenberg. He was a reporter with the Syracuse Heralders, one of the Syracuse teams. And um, obviously, 20 years later, him and I are both running for office at the same time. So, um, that's my first introduction to um, Kyle Neidenberg. After that, I went to... um, I was starting to play... We played baseball. I I played baseball in the summer. Like Billy Fleet talked about it the other day. We used to have recreation leagues. It was outstanding. We had all kinds of big-time baseball players. And... um, Billy Vinci... I remember Billy Vinci. Buddy Evans. We all played on the same team. And we, we played... Obviously, we played every day in the, in the Recre- recreation league. They gave you the baseballs, gave you the bats, and it was outstanding. It really was. From there, I, I started um, coaching Pony League and Colt League. And in that league, um, we had some good players. We had um, Artie Trinfrakko, VD yep. Costi, Matt Ryan. We had um, uh, all these other different ball players. And they were were great. They were great. We went to a couple of tournaments. And from there, I got a call from, uh, not baseball though. I wasn't coaching college, high school. I got a call from uh, Dennis Kabitsky. And he he was my next door neighbor in East Rome for years. And he said to me, um, you wanna coach football? I said, really? I didn't consider myself a football coach. He said, yeah, you're going to do the quarterbacks. Mike Davis is looking for a quarterback coach. First of all, I never play quarterback. <laughs> Second of all, I don't know how to do it with the quarterbacks. But I said, yes, I'll, I'll join the team. I would love to. So I went there and talked to Mike Davis, and he hired me. The good thing about it was uh, Jeff Skibiski was a senior, and he was a quarterback. So every time we went to practice, I'd ask him what we're going to be doing. And he laid out a, a, a practice program for me. Let <laughs> me go individual. He would do the he would do the drills, and I go, "That's a good job." And coach would say, "How's he doing? He's doing great. He's doing great." I don't know if he's doing good or not, but he's a, he was a great ball player, and he had a good senior year. The other thing I remember when I first got hired by those guys, Tom Berry's on the squad also, and so is Marty Gomez. I met with them on a Sunday after Sunday night the Rome Catholic. We're all sitting around and they're talking and we're interviewing each other. and It's getting along good. So Mike said, we're going to go up and watch film. Good. We're going to go up and watch film. But they passed around a little tin can. And the can was skull. Chew. So all the coaches were sticking in their mouth chewing. I'm going, <laughs> I'm a coach now. <laughs> I got to do it. Well, I did it. So about 10 minutes later, 15 minutes later, we're going upstairs. I said, we're going to the library. I said to Dennis, man, I don't feel good. So he said, what's the matter? I said, I think I'm coming down with the flu. He <laughs> said, you better go home. I was sweating. I was dry mouth. I guess the, the, the fact that I was chewing for the first time, <laughs> that was a reflect, reflection of it. So yeah. they sent me home. The next day I was fine, but I heard, about, I heard about it for a long time. That about me chewing. So that's how I met those guys. But it's a great experience for me. Rum Catholic, outstanding experience for me.
0: And coach, you coached with so many special coaches, and you had so many special uh, players and teams. You know, we'll get into the baseball, but I still want to stay on the football for a little bit. Sure, but sure. talk about some of the coaches you coached with. Their special group.
1: With with our, uh, with rum Catholic, we had first of the year was Mike Davis. Dennis Kabiski, Marty, Marty, um, Marty Gomez coached the um, fact Tom Berry. yep. Then the next year, um, Mike left him with the Hamilton and Dennis became the head coach. And he asked me if I would be his defensive man and stay with him. And that, that was the biggest, best experience I ever, I ever had coaching football. He's a trip. He's a good coach and, he, and he, he's, he's a great coach. Nikki Darganu also coached with us there, and we had some great kids. I mean, we had some really great kids with uh, with our football team. And he, I guess, he'll tell you next week all about him. But I'll tell you another story. Dennis um, always wanted a scaffold. So did Mike. They wanted. To, we had these scaffolding that takes take for the games, and you go up yep. on scaffold, take pictures, and you scout because we didn't go in. Whatever we didn't go. So every football game, me and Tom Barry would load it scaffold up and we go and we have to be there before he gets there all set up so when he gets there he's a tick stickler for everything (laughs) time everything is timed so we get it all done every every trip we go maybe hour later hour earlier one time we're going to onondaga and we're going through meantime we got the red truck rome catholic on it all the equipment so we're going there and we're going through the Onondaga Reservation. And all of a sudden, we come into a parade. All the kids, and everybody had a parade. They go from the Onondaga Reservation right to the field. They have a parade with a band, cheerleaders, everybody. And they all march. We're in this parade now. And we can't get out of it. We're right in the middle of it. These people are throwing garbage at us because you got Rome Catholic on the side. Yeah. So we finally get to the game. Dennis is there. Dennis is on the field with the kid warming up. Now he's hot. So all of a sudden he comes up and he goes, what, what happened? What happened? I said, we were in a parade. He said, you were in a what? I said, <laughs> a parade. So Tom Barry just kind of walked away from him because he was steaming. We got the scaffolding up, but there a kid there from Anadago's name was Mike Hart. Yes, sir. I, I'll tell you what. And I'm the defensive coordinator. I got to stop this guy. Good luck trying to stop him. I think he had 36 points the first quarter. <laughs> he was outstanding. If people don't know him, he was the one that played there. And then he went to um, Michigan. Michigan. And then he went to uh, the Colts. He played yeah. for the Colts. Yeah. Yeah, so he's an outstanding ball player. That was our introduction to Onondaga.
0: Coach, yeah. I laugh because when you mentioned the scaffolds, I remember yeah. with uh, with my father and then uh, Pat Passalak was senior. My dad never went up in the scaffold. He's like, you're crazy if you think I'm climbing that, you know, that scaffold. But back in the day, that's what it was to go film and scout. You had to go up on the scaffolds. I didn't go up in the scaffold. I was scared. I couldn't. I went up there, but I couldn't
1: do anything. I would hold on, and I I wouldn't do the camera. I wouldn't do the taking any who was doing what. So Tom Berry always went up there and did it. And Nick Dargenio used to go up there and do it. No, I wasn't going to go
0: up there. I was afraid of heights. Coach, you know, the other funny thing is, is, is even nowadays when you look at like how these coaches scout, they got all these huddle apps, electronic programs, and who's exchanging films. My dad would always tell me, he'd say, Rock, we got to go to the game. I'm like, Dad, we're going to get films. That's, we just exchange it online now. But you couldn't beat the old-fashioned going to watch the team play, bringing the notebook, bringing the pen. That was how you scouted. Absolutely. What we did every Saturday before the game, because
1: we played night games. We would go to watch whoever planned the following week. Tom Berry, myself, Nick D'Argenio ski. And the best place to watch it was uh, in Frankfurt because at the time, the field, there's new the road, they're making a new road. We used to sit in the truck or the car and we can watch right from the road. You just watch everything. The only thing we had to do is when the youngest guy would have to jump the fence and get the hot dog. <laughs> <half> dog. <laughs> <laughs> so that's how. We, and the other thing is we would um grade the hot dogs in each, each place so now it was it was an enjoyable time going out to um scout they don't do it now I mean then we got filmed like you said we got filmed and we didn't never even did that did it anymore same thing with the basketball coaches they would sit in the stands and they would they would coach and they would scout and everything else so now it
0: was it was all the same, but it was a great time coach when you look at football now because I know you're still you're still you watch you watch your grandkids and you're you're still yeah. involved. Um, But when you watch football now and you watch it and you think back to when you were coaching and even take yourself as a defensive coordinator, all these offenses now are all the spread offense, the fancy shotgun stuff. And my dad would always joke and say, get under center and get in the I formation and run the football. How much has that game changed over the years? Oh, it's it's huge.
1: You know, what? when I, my son, now he's coaching, he does does all that. He's got the spread. He's got, he's, he's taught me a lot about it, but um, before, like we said, we used to get the eye. Then it's called power left, power light, right? Yep, yep. Yeah, I saw this, I saw that. Maybe he threw a pass once in a while, but that was it. No, it's it's a different game. It's a fast game. That's a good game, though. It's a lot of scoring. A lot of scoring. Yeah. Defensive man goes crazy now. I mean, you don't know what to put up against them.
0: Yeah, and I mean, Nick Saban, I remember him just recently here during college football season said – Nowadays, college football isn't about having great defenses. You need a great offense now to win games. That shows it.
1: It's all offense. you got to get a good quarterback and good, good receivers and get a little blocking, and
0: you're in. Coach, do you think the kids have changed from, from now than what they were 20, 30 years ago? Do you think the games change, or is it a combination of both? Both. It's both. There's things that, as a coach 30 years ago, they
1: have changed. The kids are, the kids are not as interested as much as they were before. I mean, they were dedicated before. I mean, when you you guys would lift every every day, you go up to school, you'd lift and stuff like that. You can't get the kids to do that right now. Some of them do on their own, but you just can't get a bunch of kids, like twenty kids, and say they're going to go work out. They got too many different things to do. They want to play with their iPads and they want to do whatever they want to do. It's not the same. But and I don't think I can coach the the way these kids are right now because I'd probably get fired. Well, that's what I was just going to ask you. I think that's been the common denominator
0: is no. nowadays the, the old school coaches and um, it's tough, right? I mean, you yell and we used to, you know, I played for Tom Hoke and he would yell and he'd grab me by the face mask. It's, you can't do that anymore. We had kids, I mean,
1: not to, to do kids now and then, but our kids who played then, they were tough kids. They really, really were tough kids. And you went after them a little bit. Yep. They uh they either took it or they give it back a little bit too, which is good. It shows some, some spirit. You can't do it anymore. I mean you, you, you holler at a kid right now and they, they go into a shell or they leave. Or they don't come back. So it's it's not it's not the same. Um I couldn't I I I coach with Jerry a little bit, JB baseball uh at um um Westmoreland, but it's tough. It's tough. And guys like me, Coach Davis goes Skiing, uh, coach, Oak. we love I mean, and we love the kids. I mean, everything we did was for the kids, but um, and they were, like I said, they were tough kids, and they they worked hard.
0: And it was so, coach. Play. How did you go? I know you you spent a long time coaching football, and I know you were also a long time. I think it was 19 years coach at Rome Catholic for baseball. If yes. my math is right, talk football. to us. How did you get involved coaching baseball too?
1: Just through, just through, um, with my son and going up through, through plus when I went to Rome Catholic, um, Fleeter was the head coach, baseball coach. And, um, I w- Mike 80 was the AD and he wanted to know if I'm with the coach JVs I was the freshman and I, and the freshman job was open. So I, I started coaching freshman baseball at, um, at Anania field.
0: And, yeah, uh,
1: yeah. yeah. And, um, I was fortunate enough to, um, Worked with Fleet one year uh, when he went to the States. It was a great, great ride with him. And, he, and he's a great, he's a great coach. He's a different coach. I'm, I'm a yeller, screamer, whatever. <laughs> and he's a, you know, calm coach and he explains things and he does it the right way. He does a good job. That's how I got in baseball. And then Philly left and Mike 80 gave me the job at um, the varsity, which I loved. I, uh, Baseball, Warm Catholic was um, an experience that I'll never forget. We had some really good ball players there too. I can tell you a couple of stories about some of the boys we had. Um, when I first started there, Nicky Kalikia. I don't know if you remember Nick Kalikia. I do. I do. He was a tough nose, and he was a what a pitcher, and he um, he was a good ball player, and he was one of my first ball players. And I can remember that one year, <laughs> and he played left field. So two things about Nicky. First, when we were playing, we were playing up in um, Dodgeville. And they had a good ball club. And they had, I don't know if you've ever been up Dodgeville, maybe you were. The baseball field is on the top of a hill, and there's a Mm -hmm. a big woods behind it and goalposts. So Nikki's playing left field, and this guy gets up, second or third batter, hits a ball over Nikki's head. So Nikki runs, he gets it, and the guy gets a double. Third inning, the guy gets up again we tell Nikki, step, go back a little bit, go back a little bit? He hits it over Nikki's head again. Nikki goes and gets it. He comes mad. And I'm saying, this guy can't do it three times. So I said, Nikki. So, Nick, this is no lie. Nikki's standing almost in the woods. <laughs> the guy hits it over his head again. He gets a triple. We get the guy out, and Nikki stops running by us, and he stops. He says, Coach, you think he can walk him next time? <laughs> uh. And I forget, oh. You want to get this guy out so bad, you never even thought about walking him. He was right. You should have walked the guy. So that, that's, that's Nicky with, with out there. And then we had uh, my first sectional game. Nicky uh, Nick is my pitcher. And he, we had to go against a top seed plus guy. And um, Nikki came through and we beat this top seed. And I think we were eight or nine, eight, eight seed. And um, he beat the, beat the top seed of the team. And he pitched a great game. He was a big-time hitter. And then we lost the second game. because. good, But Nicky was a great kid. I mean, he was tough. He, I think he ran more laps than anybody else. <laughs> really, he did. But he was a great kid. A great kid. Coach, you got a lot of
0: comments here. Let me pull some feedback over for you. Uh, Freddie Pachica says, learned so much from Coach Fee. Absolute love playing football and baseball. One of the best all-around coaches old school coaching at its finest. If he yelled at you, he only did it to make you work harder. And says his door was always open for you if you needed him. Freddie, Freddie, I guess Freddie was
1: another one. Uh, He had so much heart, tough kid, baseball and football. Baseball, he was my catcher. Story about Freddie was that, um, I don't know if it was a sectional game. I think it was a sectional game. He was, we're warming up in his back. He, had, he got a muscle spasm in his back. And I said, Freddie, you got to catch. We don't have a catcher. And he says, Coach, I'm trying to. So he's, he, he was catching. We had him on the sideline, and Tom Wick was a trainer. And went, so he had him on his back. He was st- stretching on him. He was stepping on him, trying to get him to go. Freddie caught that whole game. He caught seven innings, and, and every time he moved, you can see he was in pain. But that's how that's how tough the kid was. I mean, we needed him. He knew it, and he, and he gutted it out. And the other thing he happened was to him was that he, he tells me a story that we're in Canastota. Can, we're in Canastota on a Saturday, and it was very hot Saturday morning. And I had we had a cooler ice water, right? So when I'm trying to get the kids ready to play, ready to play, I'm going, "Come on!" I, all of a sudden, they're all around the cooler. I said, "What are we doing?" And all of a sudden, the cooler fell. <laughs> It fell. No more water. Now, Freddie is catching two games and it's about 90 degrees out. He looked, he was sweating so much that he was co- coated with dirt. But um, I, I told him, I, we apologize. There wasn't any water. There was no water fountains out there. It was it was a, a Saturday. So they had to go without water for about four hours. That's not great about Freddie. He's a
0: great kid. He's a great kid. I love him. Coach, you got Nick Aquino says, ask Coach Fee about the fumble recovery, 92 yards oh, for a touchdown yeah. with him. And yes, my dad. Yeah.
1: Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, absolutely. Nick and I are sophomores. We're playing on the varsity. And we're playing against Auburn at our, at the stadium. Direct they were they were undefeated. I think they were on a 21 game winning streak. And we're getting beat 12-7. Uh, now they're driving again, driving again, driving again. They're on the two-yard line. Guy drives into the drives into the uh, line, and we all hit meet him. All of a sudden, Nick comes out of the pile with the ball, and he's running the opposite way. <laughs> now I'm the only one who sees it, so I'm right running with Nick behind him, and uh, to see if anybody's going to tackle him. No one got near him. He ran 98 yards. It's still the longest yard. For, for touchdown for a defensive guy. He gets to the he gets to the end zone. He turns around and sees it's me. He's swearing at me, <laughs> screaming. <laughs> he thought somebody was chasing him. And he, he had and he was he was terrible. He was out of breath and everything else. But you know he ran 98 yards. We wow. won that game. We we went ahead 14 seven and we beat him up a 19 um 14 or something like that. Yeah. Wow. It was great. Nick was good. He was
0: a good football player, tough. Took and no. Coach, took no You person. got uh, Chris Mauer, too. Says thanks for the lessons and the memories, Coach. Looking great. Oh, Chris is a great kid too. I mean, they're all. He's a great kid. I love. See what you got here. You got Kneio, Sabia. I don't know if I said that right. Says t- twenty-four ISO and twenty-three ISO. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you remember was a very simple. You know what? For my, my son, when he talks, and I hear his different uh, plays, ours was di- are simple, 29 toss, 29 dry, dive, screen right, screen left, sweep right, sweep left. That's how we did.
0: Coach, we did my dad, 40 we had 46, 47 power, <laughs> 42, 43 ISO, 48 toss, 49 toss. And then when then it's called
1: a, a pass play. Everybody looked at me, what the hell are you talking <laughs> <I> mean, some- <laughs> But, no, but I'll tell you what, though, he had some good passers. He had good some good throwers. He had Jeff. Jeff was an outstanding um, thrower. And his son, PJ.
0: Yeah, very good.
1: Was really good, really good. That's another story about PJ. PJ was the quarterback. And I'm the defensive coordinator. <laughs> Dennis would say to me, take him with you. <laughs> what am I going to do with him? <laughs> take him with- so PJ would throw the balls. You would know, do your drills, back backfield drills and everything else in yeah. defense. He would throw the ball because he was never going to play defense. And so that that's that he was always with me, but he was an outstanding thrower. My gosh, he had good receivers, but he, he was a great
0: thrower. Yeah, I remember He's watching playing. him play. Yeah, huh? <coughs> yeah. All right. You got Kevy Rye and uh My- Coach. I don't know if you caught the beginning, but the Ryan Brothers are one of the sponsors for tonight.
1: Oh, That's um, nice. That's, a nice one. that's good. So I want to make sure I thank those guys.
0: But he says the absolute best coach to play for. We wanted to win for him more than anything. Love this guy. I'll tell you what. He was a hell of a ball player.
1: Yeah. He, he, he played shortstop for me. And I'll tell you, he's not even a ball player. He's a great leader. I mean, he took over, he took over, and no one screwed around with when he was out on the field. He um he what a swing he had. Beautiful swing, and he was so smooth in the out in the infield. He played a bani. Yeah, great. Yep. His brothers, they're all they're all they're all great. I mean, but him, he um, w- we have this discussion all the time about who is the better shortstop. Him or Brendan, because they both played shortstop for me. But they're all forgetting about Joey. Joey played, too. Yeah. Yeah. <coughs> but outstanding ball player, outstanding kid. I love and he worked. I mean, even in the gym, we had t work and we had, he would stay there and hit tees. That's why he was a great hitter.
0: Yeah.
1: And I got had to work that. it. The work at, it was great. It was really gig, great. <clears throat> Those guys were, I got a couple stories about the boys too. But um, he did, uh, we had a game. Um, in fact, um, Harper, his, his cousin, played for RFA. Yep. Eddie was a good ball player. Eddie was a great ball player. And um, we were going to have a game one day up at RFA. We had um, the first light baseball game, varsity baseball game at Rivers Field. We just got the lights up. <coughs> Excuse me, we are playing an exhibition game with RFA and um, us. P.D. Costi was the coach then. And they had a nice ball club. So we're going to go up there. We're really loose and having a good time. <coughs> Eddie and him are getting back and forth, arguing back and forth who's better, who's better. The only trouble, you know. They we, they call the game after four innings, but it was an experience for everybody. There's about a thousand people up there. These kids were playing their hearts out, but having a good time, joking back and forth. It was it was great to see it um, baseball like that in Rome. But Kevin was part of that. Uh, he was part of that, and uh, he's just a great kid. And He would come over. We would talk. He's a good basketball player too. Oh yeah, and, and he was a good football player too. <laughs> Uh, he dodged a lot. He dodged <laughs> a lot <of> there. <laughs> He's a pretty boy, <laughs> but you know he, he did he did well. He did well. Very proud of him. He's doing great right now.
0: So, coach, your baseball teams too. And I got to make sure I got my my math right here. Nine league titles, I think, at Rome Catholic. Four sectional titles. Two regional championships. Two state final fours. Um, you lost in the state championship. I think that was your 91 team that finished 18 and six. Right. Right. How special was it to go to the final four and play for a state championship?
1: You know what? It was uh, that, that team was, it was a bit, bittersweet, sweet tournament. Um, when we started that Sectionals, we had a nice team. We had, a, we had a tragic accident happen. Jason Mosca was yeah, our I center fielder, And, um, that Wednesday, uh, I got a call early in the morning, about three o'clock in the morning, that he had an accident with his motorcycle, and he passed away. So th- that was that was really tough for everybody. The kids, um, they they stuck together. They tried. Um, we had meetings with them, and and then um, we went to the, we went their respects to them. And that Friday, we had to play um, a game, and I, I forgot who we played. Um, but the thing was that we were down, it was raining and we we're playing a semi-final game at RCH and, um, uh, Neil Smith was the umpire. I don't even remember Neil Smith. <coughs> Excuse me. We're getting beat five to one. Our kids were just were, they weren't really, obviously they went through a lot of, uh, bad experiences. It was five to one. We we're getting beat, so we come in and we, it was bottom of seventh. Now it starts raining, and all of a sudden we're making a comeback. And then we're we got two men on, three men. We score now. we have a three three. We're five three or four three. Um, Joey Ryan gets up, gets on base, and um, we're looking at everybody, and everybody's going. Uh, what are we doing here? So the next guy gets up, he, he flies out, and um, Jeremy, I mean, helping is up with, with uh, two outs. And now it's pouring out. I mean, you can't – the game should have been called or, or stopped. But um, he gets up, gets a base hit, and it, Joey Ryan scores the winning run. He beat him 5-4 in the last the inning to go to the sectionals. <coughs> We're sitting in I'm sitting in the dugout. Now everybody's everybody was crying, to tell you the truth. But th- they had left and I'm I'm in the dugout with Neil Smith and the reporter. And Neil Smith says to me, There was no way that he was going to cancel that game or call that game. He said, I don't care how hard it rained, it wasn't happening. So that we won that game, and then obviously we went on to win the sectional game and um Herkimer the following day, following day, so it it was a um, it was it was a good experience, but it was a, really a tragic experience. The kid, Moscow was a hell of a ball player. Yeah, he set he set the um, stone base record for us that day. So it it's just, but those guys, the Ryan brothers, Jeremy helping, they were so strong. They brought the team together. They kept the team together. and it, and it was an experience that, um, you know, you don't. Want to go through but when you go through with a bunch of kids like that and they stay together like that it, it's it's something special that you never forget i as a coach would never forget it as a person i would never forget it it was great it was great and,
0: and coach coach kenny talked about it um, on the show with me last week and he talked about the experience of bringing you know rome catholic that small small school you know to the state tournament and i and i was telling him it's like hoosiers right you got the real small team oh, like it's it's great. Are the baskets the same height as every arena? But, you know, bringing any team to a, to a state Final Four, let alone play for a state championship, I mean, that's every kid's dream in high school is to play for a state championship.
1: Listen, when, speaking of Kenny, he was at that game. We played at um, in, in um, illion in a field that's down below. And on the hillside, it was massive amount of people. I didn't believe how many people can get in that park. And they're rooting for Rome Catholic. I mean, we got beat, but we played, They played, we played a good team from Rensselaer, but um, it was, it was great with those kids. I mean, it was outstanding. It was was a great trip states obviously for the basketball and stuff like that, but in baseball, you know, we got there and it it was great. The
0: kids, the kids are just great about it.
1: Coach, I remember we used to have,
0: you know, obviously I, I played at RFA, but I remember we used to have so many fun battles and just going back and forth with the RCH kids and who was going to win more games and who was going to be the first team to lose. But I can I can say this. I went to a lot of the football, baseball, and basketball games at RCH, and I always say that at RFA on Friday nights, playing in front of the crowds, and I got a chance to play in front of, you guys got huge crowds then as well. I, I miss those crowds. We played in front of a lot of people. You coached in front of a lot of people at well, RCH. You know
1: those were special times. It that, that that charges you right up. when You, you know what? Coaches even know, and they can't tell me they don't. When there's a big crowd there, you get fired up just as much as the crowd does. Absolutely, <clears throat> they fire the coaches up too. I got to tell you a quick story. I'm not going to drag it on. I'm going to tell you a quick no, story. No, it's okay. Brian 80 <clears throat> he's a freshman. Mike Eddy was, uh, I think he was at um, New York Mills then. I, I got a game, and my second baseman was um, ineligible play so i said i called up i said to brian brian you, you're supposed to play in rome i said you got to come you're going to come with me to poland we're going to play you're going to play in poland and um you'll be one game but you'll be all set you'll be one game so i called his father up and i said to him um i'm taking your son to um poland with me so don't go there don't come here go to poland he said you think he's ready i said he's ready i wouldn't take him if he wasn't ready Four years later, he's still my second baseman because he's outstanding. He was outstanding that day. He got a couple of hits. And um, so he was on the varsity for four years. As a freshman, he started. And then never let him go. Uh, Him and Brendan were the best double play combination that I had at Rome Catholic High. He could turn a double play like crazy. So, he was he was a really, really good ball player. And obviously they're, they all were, but um, he was special. He used to, he used to, he, he wasn't the best hitter. Great glove. I just say, good, good glove, no stick or whatever it is. Well, <laughs> he had a decent stick, but it wasn't good. It was fair. But he was a great bunter. So I, 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 I don't know if I'm, I'm old school or what I I'm punching Judy player. I love my guys who can bunt, run, steal, and um, suicide and all that stuff. So uh, we were in New York Mills. It was a sectional game. And I'm giving the suicide. I'm giving the suicide to him. He misses it. And I called timeout. And I go down, walk down to him and said, you catch the sign." He said, so I caught the same. Next pitch, it was, I mean, it was a bad pitch. He, he didn't suicide again. So I took it off. Because he had two strikes on him. He hit a homer. He hit the ball out of the park. <laughs> won, we won the game. So I'm sitting down after. I'm saying to myself, "What a great call! <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> what a great call!" He hit. The, yeah, he hit a shot, and it was, it was outstanding. It, he said, it, they're all. They're all. They were all great kids. Um, like that. Like they said, the first sectional game and the last sectional game was uh, a trip. Also, my last one there. And uh, John Call. Matt Woodman, Spousey, those guys. We didn't have a good record. I think we were seven and eight. We were the ninth seeded team, and um, we start we start on a roll, and, and they just they just caught caught fire. We won our first game, our second game. And now we're going to um, uh, we're going up to Madison. Madison had a good team. They had a great pitcher. John Call was my pitcher. John Call, we we only had two pitchers, John Call and Matt Woodman. John Call pitched nine innings, struck out twenty up there. Their batter struck out 17. <laughs> wow. We won the game three to one. Yeah, that was a big time game. He struck out twenty and he got the two hits that we needed. So that's the kind of pitcher he was. Wow. Matt, Matt Woodman um, it was the other pitcher. He, John would catch, Matt would pitch. And we reversed it after a while. But one game, the semifinal game, I, I think it was um, Scotty Burns. If that was the game, Scotty Burns was a third baseman and he, and he pitched a little bit. He had a pitch, a semifinal game for um, sectional he 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 was great he had um, ten strikeouts he had three or four hits and he he was you know he wasn't our starter but we needed him to, to in between the two pitchers that off game that you you can't get your your starter in he he's the one who did it and he got us to the finals John call i mean that woody pitched the finals Woody was wild at first and I had to go to a little talk with him on the mound. We got something straight that if he doesn't do it, we'll have <laughs> a little talk. But um, we won a section of the title or my last year with him, him and John Call. And then um, we got beat in the regionals. They had a kid who was 27-0 and 0 pitching. John Call was pitching against them. We got one run off him. John John Call hit a homer off him. He got one run off John Call. I think it was the eighth inning. Eighth inning, they were home team. They had ba- they got bases loaded on an air and walk. First guy suicides. And John, right to John, and John throws him out at home. Second guy suicides again. Perfect bounce right to John. John went to get it and he slipped, and he fell. the guy scores, and we, we lose 2-1. But he played, that kid was outstanding ball player. In fact, he had five homers out of the Lutus field. In the course of his year, over the year, when we played up there, he, he, he was just smashed the ball. There's all kinds of kids up there. I mean, I can talk about kids all day
0: long. You know? Coach, how did you end up? So, when you finished up at Rome Catholic, I know when Coach 80 was at New York Mills, um, you got the opportunity to go there. What was it like to go from Rome Catholic to Mills? And I know you got a good relationship with Coach 80, but talk to us about how you ended up over at Mills. I, um, I wanted to see what it was to to teach in
1: a public school or coach in a public, the public school kids. It was different. It was different. Um, You got more involvement with the parents. And um, I'm not, I wasn't used to that because all the parents we, we had at Rome Catholic, uh, they're, they're outstanding. You know, they would, they understood that you're the coach. We're not going to come in your dugout. <coughs> Excuse me. We're not going to come in your dugout. We're not going to give Junior some cookies before the game. And I, I wasn't used to that. I was not I was used to the, our, what we had. Yeah. And, and um, so my first couple of games, I was kind of surprised that these people would come in and bring juice to them or water to them and stuff like that. And I told I got the kids after said, guys, and they're talking about what's the coach say, what's this? I said, guys, you're my you your team, you're mine. Any problem you got, you tell me. I don't want your parents coming to tell me. I don't want anybody else coming to tell me. You're you're the right ball player, you tell me. And I said, please tell your parents, wait till after the game or before right before the game, before you walk in the dugout give me your soda, give me your cookies or whatever. Not why the game went on. Really, it's it's true. And um, that's the kind of problem. I did have a little problem with that for a while, for a while. But I solved the solution. I had a solution. Would I say anything to the parents? I went up and I got a, those orange fences that you put up for roads and stuff like that. I got two roads. Got two rows of that because we had that the Lewis, I mean at the loose field we had them, and I put a fence around our dugout, so no, no <laughs> one could get there. They couldn't get they couldn't get me because the fence was behind the dugout, so another fence. So I just and so the superintendent I forgot who the superintendent was at the time. Said, "What are you doing? I said, I'm putting the fence up. I, I just want to keep our kids together and everything else like that." So. I wasn't really, I wasn't really well like that at New York most. I loved the kids. The kids were outstanding. Uh, one guy, uh, Jonathan Ross, great player. I mean, he would hit the, he would stay after and say, coach, you got to throw me batting practice. Listen, Jonathan, and then his father would come down. Was, was a good coach, a great coach. He would hit batting practice after the game. And this kid hit four or five hundred. Every two, every year I had him. And he, and he was a hard, he played, he took a college after, but, um, the parents, most of the parents are outstanding. But hey, a couple yeah. that weren't in with me. So, yeah. but uh, different kid, different time. But a lot of them, um, I tried, I did the same thing I always do. And most of them accepted it. And the ones that didn't accept it, they left. But um, it, it's different. I, You know what? Rome Catholic was where my heart was. The, the The hardest thing for me was when we, New York Mills played Rump Catholic for the first time. And I sat in the, the visitor's dugout. Mm-hmm. Watch, oh, Watched the other kids, you know, from Rump Catholic. And th- there was only a couple left that I, that played for me, a couple of them. But, we, you know, we talked and everything. But it was completely different, completely sure. different. But uh, my time uh, 80 was a great athletic director there. Uh, a lot of the kids were great. The, the Steveners and the Rosses and the uh, Malenins—they were really good. There was just a couple that didn't they didn't get along with me, and then I didn't get along with them. But I, I loved I loved the um, the work there. We had some good ball players. We did, we had some real good pro- ball
0: players there. Well, Coach, I want to get to some more comments, and I want to get into a few more things with you here before we get get moving. Mark Vodka says the world needs more coach fees. Thanks for everything, Mark Tom. Funny.
1: Let me let me tell you something about Mark. Let me tell you something about Mark Vaca. Thank you. I saved his life. I literally saved his life in the ball field. He used to be a pitcher and an outfielder, but he can hit. He's one of the best hitters I ever had. He had hands rock that were so quick it was r- ridiculous. He hit a ball over two fences at at um, our our place the fence comes out and, and hit the ball in the parking lot and hit the school. That's how hard he hit the ball. But when I say like his life, he, had, he was pitching and he got his bad shoulder. So he can't pitch anymore. So he's going to go outfield. So we're having practice out there one day and he's getting pretty close to getting hit in the head with the ball. What is I mean, he's trying to catch the ball, but he's not catching it very good. So I called him over. I says, rock. I mean, that rock. Come here back. Please come here. I'm going to do you a favor. Don't ever bring your glove to practice again. He said, what? I said, don't ever bring your glove to practice again. You're not going to see the outfield. You're a hitter. So he was my DH for the last two uh, two years. (laughs) But Coach Dave was a little smarter than I was. When he went to Hamilton, he put him at first base. So I guess it was a little bit different. But I had a good first base. (laughs) He can scream the ball. Never seen anybody with faster hands ever. And I had some good hitters. John Call was a great hitter. Mark was just so
0: quick with his hands. No, he's good. See, so else we got Tommy. Coach Ramos says, "Great coach, great guy." Thanks, Coach. Tommy Ramos
1: played second base for me in Little League, an All Star game, and he was so good as as an infielder. I was teaching double plays, and I was teaching how to jump turn at second base at a at second base. He picked it up. So fast, it was ridiculous. Outstanding ball player. He played for me with the Indians, too. He played the outfield when I was coaching the Indians. Great ball ball. Outstanding ball player. His his son was very good, too. Oh, yeah, very good, Nico. He was very good, very good. But Tommy, outstanding ball player.
0: Yeah. So, Coach, we got John Brody says, great coach to work with. Had a lot of laughs and learned a lot. Thanks, Coach. John was a great player, too. I remember watching him play. Oh, John, we played –
1: softball he coached with us me and him davis and my son jerry we coached 14 you 15 14 you at the time 13 you we had a softball game against them the kids he had a softball i didn't think he can go that far he really (laughs) and the other thing about Brody, what i learned as a coach he knows so many drills i mean he he, he's a, a knowledge of drills every time i went to see him he had a different drill and um that's what I picked up from him, his drills and stuff. He was great. He yeah, was great. John was a good infielder. Very good infielder. Good hitter. He was good. He was a good tailback at, at RFA talk. No, he, is, he was an outstanding ball player. And um, like I said, he's a really good coach. I mean, he knows he knows the game. He really does. John played for me in the league. But he um he he knows the game real well. And he and he's taught me as far as the drills and go. The other guy, too, I can know I'm gonna tell you right now, is an outstanding player. It's Jerry Fiorini, my son. He played um, baseball and lacrosse, um, but um, he's a good coach. I was surprised that he was—you know—he got into football because he never played football. But he played football. Uh, he coached football at Proctor. Yep. And he, um, so I got the opportunity to coach him in, in um, was it, um, youth football? When my grandson was 12 or 13, we got into 13U, 14U, Pop Warner. And I learned a lot from him as far as offense. I mean, he brought these kids, and he, he brought it down to the lowest level so they can do it. And he, he coached real well. He's, he's a good coach. And I enjoyed coaching him because uh, I coached with him in baseball. He's right. uh, he, was, he was a JB baseball coach. And he said to me, um, you want to come? I said, absolutely. But, see, I got a little thing, too. I got to coach third base. <laughs> 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 I got to work with the pitchers, and he says you can work with the pitchers, you can coach their base. So um, we had a great time with him. He, he's an outstanding young man, and uh, I enjoyed coaching with him. He really did.
0: Yeah, I didn't know he didn't play football. That, did
1: that's new. No, I, I didn't know that. Didn't
0: know
1: that. He's outstanding. The cross player. I'll tell you a quick story about him. Talking about coaches, he played for Herkimer in, in the national championships teams. Where was their was their coach. So my wife and I go to a uh, lacrosse game, and we're sitting in the stands. All of a sudden, I look, and he's got my son by the face mask, and he's tearing it off his head. And I says, wow. So I said to Jerry, what happened? He said, "He thought I said something, I didn't. That's the kind of coach he was. I mean, he was brutal, but the kids loved him, and he's a great coach. Jerry wouldn't co- play for anybody else. And he played two, two years in Herkimer, then he went to Springfield, and he played lacrosse at Springfield for two years. He was captain of their spring uh their um, lacrosse team. So I'm pretty proud of him too. But um no, he
0: never played football. No, yeah, I, I didn't know that. I did not know no. that. And I never so, played baseball at RFA. Right? That I did know. I didn't know that. I didn't know the volleyball thing, the baseball thing, the football <laughs> thing with your son. But coach, last thing I wanted to ask you about two or two more things is you got inducted into the Rome Sports yep. Hall of Fame back in two thousand eight, I believe was the year you went in. How special was that for you and your family? First
1: of all, it was unreal. I I I, I couldn't believe when, when Mr. Rank told me that I got inducted. It's the greatest honor that I can I think of as far as being a, an athletic or a coach, that's the pinnacle. I mean. You, by your peers you're there with a lot of the guys that you, you looked up to as far as coaches and, and ball players so it's an honor that uh, and i'm humble father it's a great honor that i'm humble father
0: and coach when you look back now on your career even when you played when you were in high school that when you got involved in coaching who were some some coaches or friends that, that helped you out along the way who were the mentors for you growing up
1: i want to tell you the truth the one back then there's only one Coach Dane. Coach Dane. And then, right now, Dennis and Mike. They showed me a lot about football, a lot about coaching. Because I was, i was you know, I coached, um, I didn't really coach that much with them until I got to, to RCH. And I, I, I was always a baseball guy, but I was always with Little League or something like that. So I wasn't really with an actual coach teaching or learning from them and Mike Yating. Those three guys, I, I got to tell you, they got me um, where I am right now, as far as knowledge of the game,
0: and um, teaching me all about the game. Those three guys. So, coach. Last thing, non non uh, baseball related. The, the the final four right now: Gonzaga, UCLA, Baylor, and Houston. Who cuts the
1: nuts down? I'm going Gonzaga. I mean, I mean uh, Baylor looks awfully tough, also, but um, I, yeah, UCLA's right. They had a run. at
0: the end of it. That's good. That's it. Gonzaga. Well, I've been a diehard Gonzaga fan for over 20 years. I, I, you know what? I,
1: I'm not
0: – So I'm on the Mark Few bandwagon. I hope they get a chance to cut the nuts down. Baylor, I think if they get Baylor, I think that's the game that everybody yeah. wants to see. I think Baylor can give them a game. but Gonzaga's special. They're like an NBA team. Oh, they're they're, they're special. They really
1: are. I love the way they move the ball around, and they share the ball. Yeah. Yeah. So, and I being a basketball guy but I really enjoy how they play
0: well coach listen I'm sorry we got on a little bit late but hey, I, uh, I it's an honor to talk to you my friend I, I really appreciate it and uh you're welcome on anytime and there's so much more we can get into but you're you're a legend in my eyes and I really appreciate
1: it I appreciate it thanks rock I appreciate
0: it all right Say goodbye, everybody goodbye everybody
1: I will thanks coach appreciate it
0: thank you. So we got on a little bit later with coach. We had some technical difficulties, but uh, the the best part about doing these shows over the last two months is really just letting the coaches talk and letting them tell their stories and really just listening to them, tell the stories about the players. And you, and you can still see, and I know, I know coach, I always say that the old school coaches, but you can still see the passion, the fire in his eyes when he's talking about some of his players and you know, his experiences and, and some of those special teams that, that we all have. And uh, I'm so, I'm so fortunate and glad that we got him to come on here tonight. I really appreciate it. And uh, I, I want to thank you coach. So I appreciate everybody hanging in there with me tonight. I appreciate all the comments. I'm sorry. I didn't get to all of them tonight. Remember next week I was supposed to have Kelly Hoke on the show. I'm going to reach out to Kelly. She knows I have to reschedule her and will more than likely shoot for the end of our, end of April. Um, so the next show we'll have on here will be April 14th. I'll talk to Coach Tony Avone, longtime Smith Post manager. I'll have him on, and then I'll follow it up with Coach Dennis Gabitsky, who you heard Coach Fiorini talk about here tonight. Um, so it should be fun. So next week, enjoy the week. Enjoy your spring break. If you're on there, if you're going anywhere, be safe, be careful. The Mohawk Valley Sports Watch will air Saturday morning from 9 to 11, so make sure to tune into that. So, on behalf of myself tonight and the rock pile, as I say every Wednesday night, the rock pile is where dreams become reality, everybody. Enjoy the night.